Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew... Insert player name here. ...was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution. The Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Room 303. This is episode 35, and I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez, and this is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. How are you doing today, Nick? Oh, I'm doing all right. I just can't I, I can't seem to catch a break. So even when I'm doing well with gambling, I can't do exceptionally well because the Seattle uh, football team will henceforth be named the Sheacocks uh, because they fucked away my three-team parlay uh, that we discussed last last time on the show. Because all they all they had to do was hold the Arizona Cardinals under twenty-eight points and win the game. Is that so hard to do? I mean, twenty-eight is a lot of points. I don't know if that's really that hard. That's so I would say, I would say no, it's not that hard to do. Yep, but they managed to to not be able to do it, and and I really think that after watching DK Metcalf run down Buda Baker on that interception, they just need to put DK Metcalf at safety. Let him, let him play everywhere. Both sides of the ball, dude. I love it. I love it. Get a little uh, man. Jabril Preppers was the last to do it in college, but was it Charles Woodson who did punt return? Played offense, played. Anyways, I know Charles hey, Woodson hey, did hey, punt hey, returning and and played defensive back because he's technically the last defensive player to win the Heisman, right? Yeah, I think I'm fairly but certain he, it was him the last. But one. he won it because he won it because of his punt return ability. I was sure he did offense as well on that too, but maybe I'm maybe I don't know. Man, we are lacking some energy right now, huh? Just hitting everyone with those yawn skis. Low, low key, <laughs> low key energy right now. <laughs> so, in honor of the uh, World Series going on right now, we've got some MLB trivia, and uh, it's everyone's favorite. Revolves around dingers. 
And it's uh, who leads the major leagues in postseason home runs in a single postseason. And uh, it's pretty shocking, actually. Like the list of guys who were tied and then, um, you know, illusion, foreshadowing. We'll get to that at the end of the podcast. Yeah, and I will, I will reveal just a little – I'll give you a little nugget. Just because a person leads the World Series in career home runs doesn't mean he ever led the uh, postseason in home runs. Oh, interesting. I think I know what you're talking about. Ooh, even more foreshadowing. Ooh, that was a little, little trivia inside of a trivia. So that Justin Turner uh, MVP pick is looking <sighs> – Real nice right now. Did you say Justin Turner MVP pick? Yeah, for the World Series. Oh, God, God willing, dude. I I have never followed an LA Dodgers box score more closely than I have this, and I'm and I'm I'm becoming like a statistician right now. Yeah, he's uh <laughs> he's he keeps hitting first inning home runs, dude. So I mean that's good, right? I I so baseball's about legacy, right? So my argument that I've now concocted in my head is he has the most postseason uh home runs in Dodgers history. Right? He is thirty five years old. Just give the man a World Series MVP on his way out the door. Just I mean, just do it. Ben Zobra style, dude. Just give it to him. Slap him on the butt and say, hey, Justin, thanks for a wonderful career. Here's your World Series ring and your World Series MVP. You can yeah. finally shave now, you troll, you leprechaun. Also, also, and then you can finally stop harassing the Colorado Rockies because we're done with it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, uh, I, what did I, I think I put $25 on it, which was probably not a very good investment. I just I need twenty five hundred, right? That's really good investment, isn't it? I I think so. I think I I think I'm up to win six hundred dollars, maybe. Dang! And you have Dodgers World Series and and the Dodgers World Series with it with a C note on it. A C note. Ooh, let's go Rays. Guess who's cheering for the Rays now? (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Let's go handsome. Let's go handsome Randy and the Rays. Handsome Randy and the boys. <laughs> Damn it, man. I, I heard that nickname and I instantly just want to put money on the Rays now. Dude, isn't that one of the best nicknames ever? It's great. Yeah, plus 2,500 and I put 25 bucks on it. So I'll win 625 if Justin Turner wins the World Series. That dude has the same haircut as me right now. Handsome Randy. Justin Turner? No, no Handsome dude, Randy. Justin Turner looks like you, someone stole his pot of gold and he's still looking for it. Oh, to tea, hot to tea. <laughs> so, is I mean, I I always love to ask you these questions, which your answer can, your answer is always the same. But th- there's no chance the Rays are winning this series, right? <laughs> I've been saying that over and over, but I keep watching these games. The Dodgers don't seem to want it. <laughs> like, here's 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 the issue about away, here's the issue about the Rays is I think. They are. They don't win games, right? The Rays aren't going to go out there and dominate the Dodgers. What about? But Andy? for some reason, the Dodgers just can't put them away. 
Even the games the Dodgers have won, they just can't put them away. It comes down to whether the Dodgers beat themselves or the Dodgers don't beat themselves. I know that's like the oldest adage in sports, but literally, I think the Rays are just waiting for us to be like, for, for it to be like, oh, is it my turn? Okay. Like, here's a little dink dunk single that's misplayed by the center fielder. Keep your head down, Chris Taylor. You know this. And then some some kind of craziness that happened with with Will Smith. Ken Well yeah, with Will with with Will with Will Smith and who by the way looks like he's twelve years old. And Kenley Jansen. Let let me go on a rant real quick about fundamentals. Right? The game is seven six. All right. The game is seven six. You're a pitcher. You have a runner on second and a runner on first. I believe that's what it was, right? Second and first, yeah. Yeah. Line drive, not in the gap, a little short line drive to center field. You know it's going to be a do-or-die play for your center fielder. But you know, because it is a do-or-die play for your center fielder, he's going to come up freaking with, with all he's got. All he's got. So where should your ass be? Behind the catcher. Behind Behind. Holy cow, the guy that's never played baseball before understands baseball fundamentals. But Kylie Jansen, 7-6, bottom of the ninth, a premier closer, gives up a, 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 a bloop single and falls to his knees like he's just lost Game 7 of the World Series. Falls to his knees and sits there and puts his, puts, puts his, hand, it puts his head in his glove. And then gets up when he realizes that Chris Taylor has a play and just stares at it from two feet in front of the mound. And then where does the fucking ball go? Behind the goddamn catcher. What? I, 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 I'm not a professional baseball player. But I do know that, like, professional baseball players, the thing that makes them professional is they do the simple things right. Why didn't he go moat behind home plate? The dude fell. Handsome Randy fell on he the did. that is that is an audit. Like I, I, he should have been out by a mile. I don't discuss audit. I like I don't like to discuss automatic outs very much in in professional baseball. But I know in high school baseball when you fell, it was an automatic out. Like you were like oh like I'm done. He pulled he pulled a Daniel Jones coming to home and fell. And he should have been tagged instantly. Unreal, dude. So it's funny because you called him Kylie Jansen. Is that his name now? Yes. (laughs) He's one of the Jenner. Kylie. Yeah, Kylie. No, I mean, no, it's not his name. Here's the thing. It's not his name. You know why? You you know why it's not his name? Because softball pitchers know how to back back up the catcher. Dude, it's really not that. I know that's what I'm supposed to do. You. Have you, Jermaine? Have you played an inning of organized baseball in your life? No, negative Ghost Rider. Ridiculous. Drunk, drunk softball. Yeah, I, that's 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 that's. that's I, I don't think I don't see the difference between those two words. I don't know. You have to add that first <laughs> word. It's like drunk golf or like drunk bowling. It's like it's just I don't I don't need that first word. I know what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, if you said drunk basketball, then maybe that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh maybe right. that's not a sport you usually play drunk. <laughs> like maybe not. But so if you're like, yeah, 
I'm going to play an entire round of golf sober. I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Do you like killing people? <laughs> I, did, I didn't even – there's so much going on in that that game four ending that my brain still hasn't comprehended, by the way, that I'd never even once stopped and looked at what Kylie Jansen was doing. I, there was so much going on with – everything else on the field and the fact that the the dude they subbed in to play defense right dude got subbed in the inning prior to play defense play wasn't defense. even wasn't even on the ALCS wasn't even on the ALCS subbed in to play defense this dude is 0 for 2 in his postseason his 2020 postseason career wait hold on maybe it was postseason or just the world series but he was 0 for 2 prior to that I think it was his. Po- I think it was in the postseason. Biggest hit of his career, dude. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like you, you, you gotta love see. You gotta love seeing that. I mean, that's and that's what baseball is all about. If 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 the Rays somehow go and win this, he will never pay for a steak dinner in Tampa again. He might not ever pay, anyways. Maybe anyways, right? But but like that's that's what baseball does, like. A guy like a guy like David Freeze, a guy like David Eckstein, uh, you know, like guys guys that aren't superstars can for a seven game series be become really legends that are talked about for you know that are that are featured on highlight reels and stuff like that for, Kyle for Schwarber years returning to come. from the torn ACL. Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber. What has Kyle Schwarber done since then? But guess what? We still like Kyle Schwarber because he hit seven bombs or whatever in, the freaking, <laughs> in one game in the World Series. Kyle Schwarber's like, oh, it's my time? Oh, I've been in the backyard practicing this since I was like six years old? Uh, all right, bet. Dude dude ran for mayor of Yaktown. He ran yeah, Yaktown. He, he, he ran unopposed. Yeah, and then and then got kicked out. Get got kicked out of office the next year. Dude, the, Cub, the Cubs are going to look crazy different after this offseason. We'll talk about that on a future thing. But I keep thinking like all those players are gone, and Captain Theo is no longer steering that ship. I think he's out the door too. Who does he go to next? Cincinnati Reds. No, can't stay in the division. So I had two. I had two locations, one AL and one NL, and I think you're going to love uh, both of them. The AL, the AL one, I could see him going to the Twins. I don't think the Twins have a need for a general manager, though. I got to think about teams that have needs for general managers. Well, I didn't, I didn't think about needs. I just picked teams. That does I does Theo go to Baltimore? Oh, that'd be a good one, dude. <laughs> that'd be a good one. You know who I picked, though, for AL? Hmm. The uh, Anaheim Angels. Oh, I mean, reunited. And I, and I love, I love you saying the Anaheim Angels. Yeah, fuck that. They're not LA. They play in Anaheim because too many people (laughs) say the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which is which is completely bonkers to me. First of all, that's a mouthful. Ain't nobody got time for that. Let's just lop off the beginning. Uh, Yeah, dude, him and Joe Madden reunite. Mike Trout on that team. Oh yeah. Oh, I think I love it. Although I want the Moneyball dude who's leaving the A's finally. I want him to go to uh, Billy Bean. I want him to go to the Orioles. <laughs> Just make them relevant, dude. Also, make them the, relevant on like the NL. I had Theo go into the Rockies. 
We don't want him. We're we're just we're just gonna stew in mediocrity. Nolan's Nolan's gone. Trevor will leave right after him. Armand Marquez is is gonna just just gonna fade off the face of the earth, or we'll trade him probably after he has one mediocre season, a la Ubaldo Jimenez. You sound like one of those uh, beaten elephants that they let off the chain, and he just no longer like he no longer tries to run away. Just gave just, up I'm all just, life. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here until you guys put the chain back on me. Like that's <laughs> that's these these I, I I have a I have a debate with our ongoing unconfirmed executive producer. Uh, that he is start he he convinces me that he's starting to get frustrated that the Rockies have not won that the Rockies have not turned their incredible roster into postseason success. And I've told him that he should not want for anything because he's a Rockies fan, and the fact that the Rockies are even being considered to be go to the postseason, even though we even though we both know they're only going to win seventy games. Um, I said that's that's a bunch of new age to quote Joe Biden malarkey. <laughs> That's, that's that's a bunch of that's a bunch of entitled Gen Zers that are that grew up when the Rockies were good and didn't grow up in the late nineties Rockies. Well, I just said you should just be happy. Yeah, you should just be happy they're not losing a hundred games, and they finally learned to put balls in humidors, and their pitching staff doesn't have five over five ERAs anymore. And he and and he doesn't agree with me. So because I know he's listening, fuck you, Nevada. I'm right. Yeah, fuck you, Reno. <laughs> Never met the guy. <laughs> but, that, but that's enough baseball talk because the Dodgers are going to win. I don't want the Dodgers to win, but I, well, fanhood me doesn't want the Dodgers to win. Gambling me is is once Justin Turner in, in game game six to hit seven bombs and, and really solidify his, his MVP chances. Yeah. Um, speaking of caged beasts who are free now, <laughs> that's a little K- bit of a stretch, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> Khabib, Khabib, Nurga, Mega, Mega, Yeah, Nurga, Nurga, Megalodon. I can't say his name anymore. It's break, it broke my brain, dude. Khabib, Nurga, Monomenov. Nurma. Whoa. Nurma that's the first time in podcast, in podcast history. I helped Jermaine say a last name. Did you just say it incorrectly though, and tell me no, you said it? No, Nurmagomedov. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, I'm just saying it's, just, a, it's a podcast first. I'm so broken up, dude. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I, I actually, this is the first combat sports retirement that's going to stick, dude. Why did I bet him? Why did I bet against him? He just lost his dad. Well, you don't bet against goats when they lose their father. Well, we we knew we weren't winning the bet. We bet. On plus two fifty odds, and we even said like, "There's almost no chance this wins." That's why it's a plus two fifty odd bet. But we weren't sure, going to sure. bet on minus three seventy five. No doubt. Like that's no. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know why I don't like him. I just don't like him. Is it just the whole Russian thing? Probably. I don't Probably. like that a Russian's better than every U.S. fighter. I don't like that. I also don't – I didn't mind him at all. Like, he wasn't, like, my favorite. I think he's terrific. But I, when he jumped over the cage to, like, fight people in the crowd, I was just like, okay, I'm done with this guy. Maybe that's why I'm a little – maybe that's why I'm a little annoying. I, I, I think Khabib is an awesome fighter. But to say he's a class act human being and, like, the greatest example for kids, um, 
They, they a said guy. <laughs> I mean, like that's to say, like Conor McGregor is an excellent uh, do, is is an excellent guy towards women with a guy that has like f- seven unconfirmed sexual assaults. Yeah, denies every single one of them. So innocent until proven guilty. But dude, come on, there's a trend now. Yeah, yeah, but they they did the same thing with Khabib, uh, not Khabib, but they do the same thing with DC. And DC assassinates people, people's character. Like he's a fat lo- load. Like you know what I mean? Like how is he a robot? I mean, there's 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 a reason that there's a reason that DC and Khabib get along. They're like best friends because they're shitty people, dude. I, look, I mean, I, they're, Khabib they're, is they're so happy. great. There has to be an like. There has to be. I've never met a UFC fighter, but I've met plenty of my friends who thought they were UFC fighters and would just get in fights. And like you, you talk about, like your wrestlers at your local high school, wrestlers at the local high school. If you take high schools all around the world, eventually, probably some of them grow up to be UFC fighters. And they were dicks. Great people, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're not great they're, people. They're not, they're great, not people. great people because they have to like. You have to think about like psyche. Like as a baseball player, as a football player or a basketball player, you don't you, like you go into the game thinking about facing nine people, 12 people, you know, two, three people. Hey, I, I'm going to be guarding this dude. But you're not ever punching him in the face. Like your livelihood does not like care about getting him out of his element and then punching him in the face until he gives up. Exactly. So that's a little bit of a devil's advocate for saying this is why they're dicks, but it's I, they're still dicks. Now there's there's good people in the UFC, but yeah, there's Cal, there's, I don't there, think there's a certain le- level of sociopath to be willing to step into an octagon and get hit in the face and stand and deliver back. You know what I mean? And to be a champion, I w- I would say. Probably you, your, your, the the level of UFC success success is directly proportional to your level of dick dickishness, dickishness. For sure, one hundred percent. That's why. But congrats, uh, congrats to Khabib. No, I know. Man, listening to his speech made me sad. Hearing him, how his mom said that she didn't want him to fight, and he was just like, "I have to, I have to finish this. This is the last one." I was like, dude, this is the first like sports retirement that I sat there and was just like, oh, I believe this. Like, I, if he returns, I'll be shocked. <laughs> I mean, if he returns, it ruins everything. If he returns, like nobody's nobody can retire anymore. No sports you retirements know, he, ever. Like, <laughs> I, oh, I'm talking like MMA retirement. That's what I like. Mean. Combat sports, yeah. Like you just you just die, just die. <laughs> That's yeah. how you retire from MMA. Because you're going to be fighting in some pride fight in 40 years where it's 80-year-old Chuck Liddell against 80-year-old Tito Ortiz. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, that just happened a few months ago. Did it really? Yeah, dude. They keep fighting. It's unreal. Unreal. Yeah. So They're still fighting? They still hate each other? I I don't think they've ever buried the hatchet, bro. Or, Or they might just be keeping it up for... For the sake of them being able to return at fifty and make a crap ton of money, because people will still watch them fight. But uh, Rob, so the co-main event of that card was Robert Whitaker versus Jared Cannonier, and Cannonier broke his 
think he said Olna. Tibula. Tibula. Oh, it was Tibula. Olna. You're right. Yeah. No, it was Olna. You're right. And yeah. And Walker beat the fuck out of it. Oh, dude. He fucking reminded everyone why he, while he, why he was, you know, former champion. And, uh, man, he looked good. I guess that sets up him versus Adesanya again. I don't think Adesanya wants to fight him again. You don't think so? He looks uh-huh. like he hits like a like. There's a plenty of people that hit like a freight train in the UFC. He looks like he hits like like two freight trains, a jumbo jet airliner. Wh- Whitaker and Ortega in back to back weekends, right? Usually when dudes lose and then they come back to like high profile fights, you're like, oh, they're just missing. They're missing what they used to have. You know what I mean? They're yeah. they're missing that that thing. Nah, both these fighters, Ortega and then Whitaker, I was just like, yo, they might be better now. Steroids are a some bitch. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm pro steroids for all athletes. Just even sorry, the- sorry, vitamins, <laughs> no, supplements, dude. whole supplements, dude. Whole supplement. It's their vegan diets, <laughs> right? They're strong vegan. They're strong plant-based diets. <laughs> All right, enough enough UFC talk, Jermaine. Let's let's get to let's get to something that I can just I can just feel the electricity building up that you want to talk about. Speaking of uh, undefeated kings, speaking of. No lost fighters stepping into the octagon and dropping his co-host week in and week out. It's only been two weeks, so you got to stop after in and out. <laughs> you can't just keep going. There's not enough weeks yet. But uh, head-to-head happened again this weekend, Nick. And if it weren't for yeah, uh, if it weren't for Baker Mayfield remembering how to throw five touchdown passes, your boy would be eight and zero right now. Well, I mean, Baker Baker did say, I have a bigger dick than you, Joe. Um, he did. He big dick. We're, we're, in, we're, we're, we're in the cycle, though, of Browns. Of Browns are a decent football team now. And then next week, we'll switch to the, is Baker Mayfield really the franchise quarterback? No. So, the mainstream media is. I'm like, they lost to Pittsburgh and Baltimore. <laughs> Like what happened? Teams that they haven't beaten in ye- like we said last podcast, they haven't beat Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh since two thousand and three. It's it's I was thirteen the last time they did. Yeah, right? come yeah, on. I had barely I had barely dis- I had barely discovered what was below my hips when Cleveland <laughs> last beat Cleveland I'm last like, beat. It, it's it's so crazy how it's a five and two football team and. There's so much doom and gloom around it. This is the first time in in ages this team has been five and two. And instead of us talking about that and like churching it up and being like, "Oh my God, the Browns, the Browns might have eight wins by the end of November." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they might have eight that, wins. That's kind by of the annoying. That's kind of the annoying thing to me too is that there's like a perception around the around the the country that like when are the browns gonna blow it like and 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 i i heard somebody the other day now not 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 a sportscaster just some browns fan in the office a browns fan a self-proclaimed browns fan go yeah if we go eight and eight this year is a win for us i was like eight and eight you're five and two i i i would say i would say 
I would say if you guys go 12 and four, that's a win. You know why? Because you're not beating the Steelers. And you're not beating the Ravens. That's what I told my my old roommate is a Browns fan. And so those are four losses. Yeah, I was like, I was like, look, I looked at their schedule. Their schedule looks nice, bro. Looks nice. So they already beat the Colts head to head, right? And the Colts are the other team that are going to be in the wild card running. And they this weekend they play the Raiders. If they can beat the Raiders head to head, those are those are the other two wild card teams you have to worry about. Because you know Pittsburgh or Baltimore is going to be the other wild card. But they can get two from that division. Yeah. Yeah, no I, doubt. I don't understand. Like, like looking at the Browns schedule, right? The Browns schedule is is so easy. I remember going through and thinking like 12 wins is now not out of the realm of possibilities, well, right? Well, my so thing they, is, is, is it, it's, it, it's okay to alter it. Like at the beginning of the season, if you had said the Browns go eight and eight, I would have been like, yeah, okay. That's, that's probably, that's probably a decent series or a decent season, but you're allowed to alter your perception of your team but right you, now, yeah. right now, right now. I thought the Carolina Panthers were going to go six and 10. Guess what? If Carolina goes six and 10, I'm going to be a little fucking disappointed. Yeah, because there's three, three and four, four right now. <laughs> yeah, if Carolina finishes nine and seven, then I might be like, "That's a win." So, uh, tell me which of the next um, what is it nine nine games they are guaranteed to lose? Right? There's there's some tough opponents. It's not going to be well. Technically, well, technically, they're not guaranteed to lose any games because it's the National Football League, Jermaine. <laughs> it is a coin toss league, dude. <laughs> All right, so. They play the Raiders this Sunday. Win. Like time? Win. W-I-N. Win. Oh, win. Got it. W. Uh, so then they have a bye, and then they play Houston Loss. in Cleveland. Win. Okay. Then they play Philadelphia in Cleveland. Win. Then they play at Jacksonville. Mm. That feels like a Cleveland loss. Doesn't it? But <laughs> it just it but, feels like a Cleveland loss. But if we revisit that and they have three wins over the Raiders, Texans, Eagles, we're probably saying that's a Cleveland win. So that's a trap. I, I would trap I would game. still say I would still say even after th- a three win streak, it feels like a Cleveland loss. <laughs> All right. So then they play at Tennessee. That's probably a loss, yeah. That's probably a loss. Tennessee looks really good. Um, then they play – then Baltimore plays in Cleveland. Loss. Really? They beat them last Lost. Year. Loss. Then they play the Giants. Uh, let me think. Let me get out my abacus. It's a win. Then they play the Jets. I'm calling it right now. Jets first win. <laughs> no, you don't even believe no, that. That's a, win. that's a win. And then, and then they close. I'm getting the each each week that each week that the Jets lose, I'm getting more and more close to putting money on the Jets going. The money out. line, dude. No, dude. There's got to be a money line game for the Jets. We can find. It was almost Buffalo. Bro, chill with that. Sweat all weekend. How am I sweating a Jets game this weekend? How unreal is that? Anyways, th- so then they play. So they play Giants, Jets, and then they close with Steelers in Cleveland. 
loss. Okay. So if you think that they lose to Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Jacksonville, they're 10 and six. And they may not make the playoffs. Unreal. Unreal. That's what I said. But if they if they go 10 and six and they have a it's win. It's Derek Anderson all over again. It's 2006 all over again. If they go 10 and six and they have a win over Oakland, Indianapolis, Houston, and uh, well, that's, that's the only other contenders they would. They would have those are like the three wild card teams that they would have the tiebreaker if the other teams go ten and six. I I don't understand how Brown like the media and Browns fans like looking at that schedule. I'm like, dude, they could yeah. easily go. They could go eight and eight, eight. Eight. eight and eight shouldn't be a win though. Eight and eight shouldn't be the win. They should. I'm thinking ten and six and twelve and four. If like, yeah, no doubt. They, Browns are also three and zero at home, so. Is the dog pound as fearsome as it used to be? <laughs> no. Was it ever fearsome? I don't think so. Let's cover the head. But that's enough of Browns rant. Nobody wants to hear us talk about the Browns anymore. Let's cover the actual head-to-head picks, which you yeah, are now the- four and four after a week of three and one, and I am three zero and three zero and one this week. Yeah. So even with you going three and one, I still flexed. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't like. I don't know where Vegas gets their numbers, but I thought. Oh, I thought under fifty six was free money. <laughs> I mean, I get that that has to be free money. I honestly bet uh, under fifty six. Also, <laughs> lost that. I was a little salty about that. I was like, "Fucking Nick, why did I trust Nick?" Nick I Nick doesn't even bet. I bet uh, Carolina plus seven and a half. That was nice. I know you got Carolina plus seven when we talked about it on the show. That was a nice little bet. Uh, you, uh, Justin Herbert, balled out to seal your over 49 pick for the, the Jags and the Chargers. Uh, interesting rookie of the year race. A lot of people think uh, Joe Burrow is a shoe in for it, but Justin Herbert is not, is, is said, not so fast, young man. Justin Herbert's looked light years better than Joe Burrow. Yeah, and and I, and, and I don't think it, it. I don't think it's reflecting right now in the in the uh, rookie of the year race. Ooh, do we do we put a little piece of money on the Herbert? I'm uh, I'm looking. I'm I'm looking right now. Oh, good. Give me oh, those and, odds. Now MVP 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 is posted right now, and may I just say Russell Wilson at minus one ten. Raise your hand if you got Russell Wilson at plus two fifty. <laughs> I had it on five dimes. Yeah, freaking five. Uh, freaking five dimes. I would have had so much money on five dimes right now, <laughs> dude. We I would have had. I would have had Shane. I would have had Shane Bieber. I would have had Lakers championship. I would have had Dodgers championship. My NFL win totals would have been looking good. I had Lakers championship too. I can't. I'm so mad, dude. I'm so. Oh, mad Jermaine. So it is. It's. Oh, it's the end of week seven. So next week we'll have to do our uh, the halfway review of our of our bets. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have some bad. I have some stinkers on there, bro. I have some real stinkers on that list. Oh no, I picked Dallas wins the East, didn't? I? <laughs> dude. Oh, what an idiot. 
<laughs> well, I did pick Buffalo wins these though, so jackpot. Actually, oh, my, I, that's why I said I had some stinkers. I had Minnesota wins the yeah. North. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're already spoiling next week's episode. We'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah. Uh, more to come on that. Um, man. So the head-to-head is brewing. It, it, overall, it's 7-0 and 1 for me. Uh, Nick is 4-4. Four and four. Just to recap what we put out for the head-to-head. I had Carolina plus 7, Jacksonville char- and Chargers over 49. Cincy plus 3, which w- resulted in a push because Baker Mayfield dimed out. Then their kicker. The kicker said, hold on, bro. I got you. I got you. I got buddy. you, dog. I got you, dog. I got you, JC. Guess who parlayed his head-to-head picks, bro? Yeah, I know you did. Because of the put and because of the push, I won that parlay, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you won it? Yeah. yeah you win push. you win parlays off pushes? Yeah, so they it's essentially like the push didn't happen, and then they readjust the odds and they do the payout that way. So guess oh, so who they just hit take that it out. Yeah, they take that bet out. Ooh, guess who hit that parlay? Fucking Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> And so Nick had Kansas City money line, which was free money, but it was like minus nine hundred. <laughs> yeah, he had Seattle, Arizona under fifty six. I was the 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 KC money line was my acorns approach. If you invest a couple, of, if you invest a couple of cents a day, eventually it'll total up to a lot of money. You were like, look. <laughs> Look, I went one and three last week. <laughs> let me, let me get daddy's, it daddy's gotta have daddy's gotta have a safety net. <laughs> let me get that one dub. Then you had Seattle, Arizona under 56, which absolutely did not hit, got smashed in overtime. Then you had Tampa Bay minus three. Wow. Talk about free money. Yeah. And Tampa- and I got it at and I got it at even odds. Tampa Bay minus three at even. Is that's disgusting. Vegas should be ashamed of themselves. That that's is a voucher. Out, that's a voucher that is, in Vegas. That's outrageous, bro. And then you had your COVID pick, which hit tonight on Monday Night Football. And you were right. I didn't believe you when it said it should have been at least minus seven. Um, you doesn't had this, the. Doesn't this feel this? This felt like a Bears loss game. It just felt like you're like the Bears are too hot right now. They need a heat check. Yeah, and Nagy versus McVeigh. Nagy just usually lays duds, doesn't he? Oh, no, that's not true. Jared Goff went to Soldier Field the year that the Bears had the double doink in the playoffs, and they got waxed in Soldier Field, though. Is Matt Nagy a good coach? Or is is, is Matt Nagy a good football coach, or is just all all the heat off him right now? Man, here's the thing. I, There's so many bad coaches right now. There were so many bad coaches this year that people are like, Matt Nagy's a is Matt Nagy starting to be a good football coach? Is it can we say he's a bad football coach? The dude won with Mitchell Trubisky. Like he went to the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky. And now he's got perennial backup, won a Super Bowl, Nick Foles, as his starter, and he's winning football games. It might be time to say, hey, maybe Matt Nagy's actually de- a decent – I'm not saying he's a great football coach. Maybe he's a decent football coach. Maybe. Because, I mean, nobody's riding home about having Mitch and Nick as their as their quarterback. 
You know, nobody wakes up excited to go to work. You know what I mean? It's not like you're working with like. I think they. Tom Brady. Rather, I, I think they'd rather have Drew Brees in four years than Nick Foles <laughs> and Mitchell Trubisky right now. They'll take forty-six-year-old Drew Brees for sure. When he when he can't move his arm. Yeah, and so maybe Matt Nagy's a good ball coach. Maybe he is. So look at look, look at the standards right now because you mentioned it a little bit, Jermaine. Uh, Seattle is the number one seed in the NFC. Green Bay's two. Tampa Bay's three. Chicago. No. Should be Green Let me Let, let me work through this. Seattle wins the West. <laughs> Green Bay wins the North. Tampa Bay wins the South. Oh, yeah. Then Philly wins the East. Are you funny? Philly's four. That's so ridiculous. Dude, Philly Arizona. has a worse record than the Detroit Lions right now. Arizona is five. The Bears are six, and the Rams are seven. I know. That, the NFC, that's the, NFC is stacked, bro. That's the playoffs with, with like you mentioned, the Saints, the Niners, the Lions, and the Panthers all within – essentially two games of the Rams in the AFC Pittsburgh is the only unbeaten team left. And, and it didn't look like Devin Bush really. Uh, I mean, like the, the loss of Devin Bush is bad for Pittsburgh, but it really looked like they were, they kind of just next man up it and, and kept playing. Mike Tomlin is, is the most underrated coach in the NFL, correct? In NFL history, in NFL history. Thank you. Okay. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, Look, the, we thought, the, the we fact that he kept Antonio Brown, who's a psychopath, contained is 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 it should should just put him in top ten of all time. But the fact that he has that he almost that in a seventeen playoff format last year with Devlin Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph, old, old concave head, as his quarterbacks last year, he would have made the playoffs. Is remarkable. Unreal. Unreal. That dude refuses so, to lose football games. I admire it. So, yeah. I admire it. So Pittsburgh, all, and all he has to do is is trip Jacoby Jones running down the sideline. Um, hey, at, at, I, by any means, Doc. At all costs. Any, any given Sunday. Come hell or high water. All right. Uh, AFC, Pittsburgh's number one. Kansas City's number two. Tennessee's number three. And Buffalo's number four. Baltimore's five. Cleveland's six. And India's seven. So that means the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Pats are all within two games of Indy. AFC it, has it, a, it really top heavy. It really doesn't it seem like that. It seems like those top seven teams are the top seven teams. Yeah, like there, there's no you know indistinguishing that. Like the fact that Cleveland is sitting with the sixth best, best record in the AFC, and everyone's talking about you know, doom and gloom and should they bury their quarterback? Should they disband the franchise? (laughs) Should they trade him? Move him back to Indy. And they're one loss behind Baltimore. Yeah. They're tied with Buffalo, who is a darling. And 3-0 at home, like I already mentioned. I just, I, I don't understand. Like, We've been begging for Cleveland to be good. This should be the time that we're like Cleveland's in. Cleveland's yeah, let's go Cleveland. Yeah, ah, all right. We should we should be celebrating. 
Enough Cleveland talk. I'm sorry. We should be celebrating those Kings. Dude, the NFC is stacked. I mean, isn't that isn't that how it's been lately? It's been like that for years. It's the AFC, it's the same culprits, you know? Now, I mean, New England looks Dude, did you see any wide receiver open for Cam Newton? I think he could have bought like 15 seconds of time and I don't think a single wide receiver was coming open. I mean, it's 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 the same thing that happened with Tom Brady last year, right? It's it's that he he does he does not have he didn't have good wide receivers. Yeah. When when is the when 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 is the the Nikhil Harry experiment going to end? Well, dude, it's his second year. Julian Edelman's forty five years old, and he's playing on like a half leg. Uh, yeah, a, a, a two a, a freaking quarter ACL between the two of the two knees, dude. This is a I, like the seat. This season it, is just so weird. And uh, it hurts me, man, because I have the Cam Newton uh, Cam Newton comeback player of the year prop. I told you, there's only one comeback player of the year this year. Yeah, and I, and I should have listened to you. I almost put a, just a little, a little bit of pizza money on Alex Smith just on because I mean you predicted if he plays a snap in the National Football League, he's winning comeback player of the year. The dude moved up the depth chart and has half a leg. Well, let's not talk about that. Ron Rivera shouldn't have. He should. Tell me, dude, tell me, I'm wrong. I, I, tell me, I'm wrong I, that Ron Rivera is not going to win this division. I isn't have no idea what's classic, happening. Isn't this a classic Ron Rivera wins the division year? Doesn't this feel like the seven, eight, and one Carolina Panthers? Don't don't you feel like the Philadelphia chimney sweeps are going to do something though? Oh my god, dude! The the, the Philadelphia plumbers and mailman they have to do something. It's hard to bet against Carson Wentz because you just see that man give everything every Sunday. Everything. Everything. Just everything. Everything. It and was it like just, it, it was like Dak this year. Dak was giving everything and losing like forty point ball games. I don't. I don't know what his player. I'm trying to think of Carson Wentz's player comp. Like leaving it all on the line, Doug. It, he kind of seems like a to, to. You know that I hate doing this, so I'm going to be a massive hypocrite. But he kind of seems like a lo, like a like a like a first run around with the Cavs, LeBron James. Oh, that's a good comparison. <laughs> like he's like Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is the jewel of a trash of a trash team, and somehow he always has him in the conversation. Yeah, it's like all right. We're not talking like goat level conversations here. We're not putting Carson Wentz there, but we're no. we're talking we're talking. He's suiting up with Sildrunas Ilgauskas, the OG kill him dog. Well, so we're not we're not ripping on Sildrunas Zild- Ilgauskas, but uh, Daniel Booby Gibson though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trash. yeah, Daniel. Booby. Did you say is isn't who's the guy that that didn't deserve to be a point guard in the in the uh, NBA? Oh, Was that's that a, no Smush Parker. That's the <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's who Kobe buried. <laughs> Yeah, part. Wow, dude, that's a that's, great comparison. But that's so, Carson Wentz. It's first run around LeBron James, where he's just so, he he's balling out at like an MVP level, and people are like, Carson Wentz sucks. He's I never gonna win. He's never gonna win a championship. You're like, what? 
This man, you talk about blood, sweat, and tears for the city of Philadelphia. Carson Wentz is doing it in spades. Carson Wentz might lead his team in rushing if Miles Sanders keeps getting hurt, dude. Yeah. So maybe here's, here's what's crazy, right? With I gave this stat last podcast, but with Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz going down, it was him and Kelsey were the only two starters from the starting eleven. Well, this week. On Thursday, they got Lane Johnson and Deshaun Jackson back. Lane Johnson left the game early, and Deshaun Jackson left the game early. Deshaun Jackson's on IR. <laughs> Dude, it has to be like it has to be like Carson Wentz has to be like the ultimate like like uh, oh Jesus, I'm I'm trying to think of uh, what's 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 the thing where the people where people are like sad all the time? A nihilist. He has to be the ultimate nihilist. Like he looks at the injury report and the coach is like, "Hey, Deshaun's coming back." And he's like, "Not for long." <laughs> yeah, he's Eeyore, bro. From Whitey the Pooh. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I don't. I really don't blame the guy. The fact that he's <sighs> the fact that he has not quit that team just submitted his like two weeks resignation. Like, yeah, like, pulling it, Carson. If you want to pull an Andrew Luck, and then come back in like three years when your contract's expired. Come back in like three years and actually play for a football team. That's, that's not. That's not. We support works, you. But that's not how it works. But I know rights and stuff. Um, Matt Patricia has the Lions at five hundred, bro. Bum. He's a yeah. bum. He's a defensive coach who can't play defense. But does he have or any defensive coach who players can't, who, who can't who can't coach defense? Well, I mean, he held the Falcons to twenty two with a healthy Julio. Dog, the Falcons are, I mean, uh, and they are they are putting on an expose for coaches for generations for what not to do in the fourth quarter. Dude, Todd Gurley trying to pull up before scoring is the ultimate 2020 way to lose a football game. Isn't it? Isn't that the most ultimate 2020 way to win a football game? And if it was if if it was any other team, you and I would would, would have heavy heart, like broken hearts for this team. Yeah, but it's the Falcons. But it's the Falcons, so it's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Fuck the Falcons. It wasn't Arthur. Dan Quinn's. It wasn't Dan Quinn's fault. Dan Quinn was a scapegoat. <laughs> He's the new Jason Garrett, dude. Yo, yeah. Arthur Arthur Blank is a meme now. What is what is the meme? Arthur Blank's hand on his hips, like with his jacket tails puffed backwards, because he comes to yeah. the field too early. He keeps coming to the field too early, and they end up catching the L's. He it, needs to stop it, coming to the field too early. Exactly. That's what it is. That's the meme. It's Arthur Blake coming to the field just exacerbated at what took – I could not believe. Matt Stafford hitting zeros on the clock. TJ Hawkinson in – unreal, bro. And then Danny Amendola got the penalty – and I pushed the extra point back, and I was like, oh, classic Lions. And it's like we had classic Lions versus classic Falcons. I was like, they're going to miss this extra point, and then we're not. We're going to get a tie because neither of these teams wants to win football games. The football gods are up there like, <laughs> who's going to lose? Oh, God. <laughs> Somebody has to win. They both can't lose. Too many we've, already had a tie. We've, we've already hit our, our amount of ties this year. <laughs> Too many Don't you buffalo. feel like there has to be? There has to be one tie. Too many Buffalo Wild Wings levers getting pulled. Detroit's <laughs> pulling them. Atlanta's pulling them. Too many Buffalo Wild Wings buttons getting hit at the same time. <laughs> <dude>. Right. 
that's good. That's pretty. That's pretty funny. Oh, but yeah. So so week week seven was good. Uh, don't ever. Uh, D, DK Metcalf is not from this planet, correct? Nope. DK Metcalf and Derrick Henry need to be donated. They need to be taken out of the football. Yeah. And donated to modern science and locked in laboratories and put in extreme testing environments. Yeah, haven't haven't we seen this in every movie where like there's a superhuman, the government comes and gets them? When is the government gonna come get them? Because they're superhumans. Are you kidding? I'd watch a DK and King Henry like buddy cop show. <laughs> they have to, they have to like DK like Derek Henry has to like stiff arm people though. Yeah, 100%. They have to, no, here's what we need. We need a pain and gain with DK Metcalf and Derrick Henry. Dog. Bro, that's Dog. what we need. Universal just called. They said, here's your bag. <laughs> they, they said, Podcast Room 303 presents. <laughs> Let's write this script, bro. Did, have you seen any more of a run than DK Metcalf's Terminator run? It looked like if you put the Terminator soundtrack to that, he would look like the, the Terminator. Dude, he saw. I I think that he saw it. Like I've watched the footage like probably five or six times, and it looks like he saw the interception before. Like he went on a slant. He was like, "That ball's picked," and started running before Buddha Baker started running. Who's not a slow man? No, he just got the bag, bro. And here comes DK Metcalf. Dun 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 dun. Have you ever seen a? Have you ever seen Planet Earth? Yeah, Narr- narrated by David Attenborough. David Attenborough. Um, DK Metcalf looked like a lion chasing down, or like a, a lioness chasing down, like uh, the the gazelle that falls back of the pack and just snapping on the neck, dude. I don't, I don't agree with that. DK Metcalf looked like a cheetah hunting down a lion at full speed. Whatever, yeah. One of those insert animal kingdom cat. <laughs> he, but he looked like a predator hunting down another. Like it looked like those like Jurassic Park movies where you see where like they they like put the great white shark in the cage and then the bigger monster comes up and eats the great white shark. Yeah, but Buddha Baker looked like at the end he looked like a hapless animal. Like he did not look what? like a predator. Doug, he was he was free and clear. He was like, "Oh, I can trot it into the end zone." And Not here comes a six foot. Be free here clear. comes a six foot ten Terminator. Da dun 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 dun, coming after him. I don't agree. I don't think Buda, Buda Baker saw DK from the beginning and tried to run his best. He was like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" <laughs> That's what needs to be added on the soundtrack. Forget the Terminator noise. <laughs> We need one of those. Him going down. Just him the entire the entire field. Yeah, I got a pick. Oh, TK's on the field. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly, exactly, dude. Trying to score. Trying to score. And like the jump by DK Metcalf, like Buda Baker went to like stiff arm him and was like, I'm going to be tackled anyway. There's no point. You remember remember when I thought the Broncos plus nine and a half was, was a good pick? Remember what I told you? That the Broncos are either going to win, lose by three, or they're going to lose by thirty. But either way, they're not winning this game. <laughs> yeah, and that's guess a, it was the thirty. <laughs> guess it was the thirty. Forty uh, ers West Coast team traveling East don't matter. Cam Newton has no weapons on that team. The Patriots. <sighs> the Patriots look bad. 
Yeah. I, All, they, lost, they lost a lot of free agents. Then they had a bunch of people opt out. Then they can't keep anyone healthy. Like their entire offensive line is is just like the the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah, dude. It's uh it this is gonna be a rough season for Patriots fans. And thank Isn't it? fucking God. No doubt. Except for Cam Newton. It's, it's very sad for Cam Newton. But isn't it funny how two weeks can happen? Remember two weeks ago, we were talking on this podcast about how are the Patriots doing it? Their whole offensive line is, is getting injured. They have no weapons, and yet they're still winning. And now we're like, oh, oh. Yeah, they're not. They're not still winning. That's what's happening. They're not still winning. The bye week happened. Yeah. Oh, man. It, that, COVID, that COVID actually took down the Patriots. Yeah, COVID did. Bill Belichick's plan backfired. Instead of taking down the NFL, it took down the Patriots. Outrageous. And then uh, I missed that Sunday night game, but apparently it was one of the games of the uh, year so far. 37-34, overtime. Kyler Murray outduels the betting favorite MVP. Yeah. (sighs) This was a wild week. I was was talking with somebody, and they were like, there weren't very many close games. And I was like, dude, did you finish the morning morning game? what an it like whoever you're talking to if you listen to this podcast you are an idiot <laughs> i have never seen a more close slate of morning of of any games it was close Giant, well, thurs, thursday night last possession eagles win by one lions win as time expires by one browns win by three as time expires steelers win by three panthers lose by three jets win by eight last second and then the and then the afternoon games were kind of were kind of blowouts. And then Sunday night game, Cardinals win by three in a, in overtime. Yeah, I mean, I have was, never seen a closer slate of morning games than this. Yeah, someone told me that the morning games weren't close, and I was like, dude, I was like, I was just losing my mind with my boy catching the ends of all these games. Yeah, Joey, Joey Sly, can we we haven't touched on the Panthers Saints game because it's it, this is the NFC South podcast. Saints are the class of the NFC South, so obviously uh, you didn't want to bring it up because it's a sore subject. But can we talk about Joey Sly? So the thing that pisses me off, right, is that Carolina was in field goal territory. Uh, and that whole last drive, Carolina's offensive line just forgot how to block, I guess. Because Teddy Bridgewater was running for his – like the entire game they passed protected well. The entire Pretty game. Pretty well. Pretty well, yeah. Pretty well. That's why he was able to throw for almost 300 yards, right? Yeah. And then the last drive, well. they just they go back to their swinging gate policy, right? Saints can't stop. Saint, Saints can't stop the pass. Carolina can't stop. I uh, passes in the flat. I don't like anything. They Drew Brees. I was yelling at the TV. I was just like, Drew Brees, you haven't thrown 20 yards downfield all year with Emmanuel Sanders. At, like and now, now you're diming people up. Did you just take the first five games off because you're trying to save your arm or something? I was so mad at him that game. Rough now he's hitting, he's hitting twenty yard outs the whole game. I'm like, this, come on, dude. But so I wish you, I could. You're, you're I wish I could be angry. I wish I could. Yeah, Russell Kuhn. Good thing we traded Trey Turner for him. Um, Who's also hurt? Yeah, but you know, three years younger. Uh I it, it it I wasn't angry, right? I was never angry because I've I I texted this to you. I've seen this for like a decade now. This is just Drew Brees against the Panthers. It's just like I I know, 
I don't expect to beat the Saints anymore. Like, I know that's terrible. And they're like, oh you, oh, you should be a good fan. You should expect your team. You should want your team to beat the other team. Yeah, I want them to beat the Saints. I don't think they're going to. You know why I took Carolina plus seven and a half and not Carolina money line? <laughs> because, had- if, if, because if he doesn't hit DJ Moore on two ridiculous plays in which the Saints forgot how to tackle and the Saints forgot how to cover, the Carolina doesn't cover that game. I told you earlier, it felt like a 45 to 10 game. Yeah, you're throwing a little fit after like 15 would, minutes of, of ball. You're like, this, this fucking Carolina, it's going to be a 45-10. Why did I bet Carolina plus seven? <laughs> Why, I, mean, I, I, asked, I asked that question all the time. But yeah, it so comes down, final drive, Carolina forgets how to block. It, it, Teddy Bridgewater does does something that I that I realized that I realized that maybe I'm I'm starting to come around on Teddy Bridgewater. Because I used to watching watching Carolina and watching Cam Newton for so long. Cam Newton used to do this thing when he faced pressure. That when he faced pressure and the pocket was collapsing, he would step up in the pocket and then figure out his life from there. Right? So his first move was always to step up to try to like I get I guess get upfield. Right? Not realizing that he's faster than everybody else and he can just move out of the pocket left or right and then he has running lanes or he has throwing lanes. Right? He would always do that dumb thing where he takes that little dumbass step into the pocket and then the pocket would collapse on him. And he'd be like, oh, there's another sack for Cam. Teddy, two times on this drive, it, and, and to get him down to territory, did the thing where he stepped back from the collapsing pocket and rolled right and left and ran for, you know, like, you know, seven and ten yards, I think it was, but scrambled for first downs. Kept and then on that final out. one, and then that final one, the offensive line just collapsed on him, and he and he couldn't. Well, do Marcus Davenport also also I, put I, a, put a move on that young man. I do have to say, the Saints were did use a good a good switch blitz concept on that last one, and overloaded one side, and yeah, Marcus Davenport freaking put a put a juke move on somebody. So Carolina is forced. I I was like, I don't know what they're gonna do. There's only one timeout left. I guess we got to go for it. And then they bring the field goal unit on the field. And I was like, this idiot. Matt Rule is an idiot. He's a dummy. He doesn't deserve to be a coach in the National Football League. This isn't college where he can just kick 70-yard field goals, Matt. And then Joey Sly missed it by a gust of air conditioning. I, th- I think Sean Payton blew a little bit. <laughs> and the football <laughs> felt the, the quick change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh if, my god if the saints sideline had a piece of coal in their ass they would all have diamonds yeah they were under pressure and dude you- if teddy two gloves doesn't take that sack or he takes a less it's a tie game or he takes a less yardage sack tie game yeah but then drew probably comes down and wins it anyways yeah probably probably but like i said like i said i didn't always- expect to win that Joey Sly kick, though. I, even I, I texted you, and I was just like, good God. <laughs> this is like, Joey Sly is my fantasy kicker from here on out, just because that one kick. As, as bad as Carolina is at signing cornerbacks in secondary, they, for some reason, just seem to sign kickers like like it's their job. They are great at drafting and scouting, scouting and drafting kickers. You had Butker on your practice squad, right? Yeah, now he's a great kicker for Kansas City. And and Graham Gano, dude. Graham Gano, don't forget him. Oh yeah, no. I thought that's we I thought that was understood. But Gano, he's good nope now. Is he gonna and make remember it Todd's, good nope? 
Oh God, what a what a. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll we'll be back later in the week uh, with the actual with our actual picks for for week seven or week eight. No, excuse week me, eight. and then, yeah, week eight. Um, what? Oh, well, you got the trivia question, Jermaine, and then uh, oh, we we'll don't have a five and cut them. We don't have a find them and cut them this week, do we? You know what? The Dodgers for that game <laughs> yeah, four yeah, loss. I, bro. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and yeah. Ky- Kylie Jansen. <laughs> Kylie Jansen, welcome to find them and cut them. We've uh, previously discussed <laughs> find them and cut them. Oh man! All right, so the trivia question we asked this week in honor of the World Series was: Who leads the MLB postseason? Uh, who leads? The postseason for most home runs in a single postseason. Man, why did I read that so wrong? It's because I typed it so wrong. <laughs> it's actually uh, it's actually a player who's playing right now, a rookie on top of that. His name is Handsome Randy. <laughs> Handsome Randy. I don't know if that's his actual nickname, but I read it and I'm sticking with it, dude. Handsome yeah, it's, Randy. It's, it's his Room 303 nickname. Handsome Randy Aros Arena has nine home runs in this postseason run right now. So for clarity, there is a four-way tie for people who have eight home runs. It's Barry Bonds in 2002. It's Nelson Cruz in 2011. It's Carlos Beltran in 2004. And it's Corey Seager. NLCS MVP of this year. So Corey Seager for 2020 has eight as well. So Corey Seager could end up going Yaktown USA in game six and tie Arosarena for most home runs in a single postseason. Yeah, it could be, uh, it, it could, this, this question could be uh, moot by by tomorrow so by the time we we release this it could be could be moot so do you think this goes seven or the dodgers close tomorrow i think the dodgers close tomorrow i don't want this to go seven is walker bueller on the mound tomorrow uh that's a great question let me look it up Right, if, 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 said, if, if this if this goes seven, I'm using my I'm using my patented batting strategy, which is bet the dog in a game seven. Yeah, I mean it worked well for us for the Nationals. Uh, no, it's gonna. Oh God, it's freaking Ross Gosling. Oh, they're going bullpen approach again. Uh, Tony Gosling, sorry. Oh man, this might go Tony, seven. Dave Roberts Tony, is coach. Tony Gosling, by the way, who's 0-2 with a 9.4 ERA in the uh, postseason. So That's what I'm saying. Dave Roberts is is managing his way to a Game 7 of the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, there's some onus on Dodgers fielding as well because he didn't cost them Game 4. Dave, Dave Roberts is going to manage to give me a heart attack. Dave Roberts is going to manage to lose his job. If he doesn't win this series, dude. If he doesn't win this World Series, do you think he keeps his job? Yeah, I think he does. That's unreal. Dude should be fired. Shit canned. You know how many I bad agree. managing decisions I've seen in, in big time moments from him? Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. With that being said, I'm, we're at a natural conclusion to today's episode of Room 303. 
Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys like listening, subscribing, following, commenting, telling us we suck. That's probably the best. That's probably our favorite part. Constructive, constructive criticism. <laughs> uh, follow us on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room Three Zero Three. What do you got for them, Nick? No, you covered it. Looking forward to uh, Game Six of the World Series. Hopefully, the Dodgers can close it out. Hopefully, Justin Turner hits. Uh, a home run and a couple RBIs and some extra base hits, and he wins World Series MVP. And then I'm rolling in it. That'd be a that'd be a big time uh, comeback because you've been sweating this Dodgers pick for a minute. Uh, I don't got anything else other than uh, <clears throat> Teddy Two Gloves is a rich man's Alex Smith. Neat presenter out. Hey, Room Three Hundred Three listeners, are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code Room 303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code Room 303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.